Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is wondering if you'd like to go to prom with it. I'm Alex. Oh, nighttime is prom time, because prom during the day is just a regular birthday party. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And you are listening to Riverdale After Dark. We're going to be talking about Riverdale Chapter 55, Prom Night, the third episode from the end of Season 3. 333, let's go free. (laughs) That's what I always say. That's what you always say. Yeah, you know my catchphrase. Uh, So yeah, big prom episode and lots of other stuff going on in this episode that I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Almost more other stuff than prom. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll say up top, I wish there was more prom. I I like a good prom episode. Of course you want that. Uh, Yes, of course I want that. That's why I said it. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Did you want less prom? I wanted less prom. What are you talking about? Why? Yeah, yeah. Why? There's you... so much stuff going on in Riverdale. There's no time for a goddamn prom. Oh my the God. prom is like a holiday. Guys, there is murderers on the loose. You don't have a prom in the middle of that. I want sweet smooch kisses. Yeah, you got to have kisses. Kisses sweet are the only thing. Kisses. Listen, the life is on a scale of murder to kisses, and you got to <laughs> choose what you want. <laughs> choose your side. Murder to kisses. That is how I live yeah, my I, life. I will say. I will I'm say. starting a farm based on that philosophy, <laughs> and I wish you guys would join join I'm me. Never going to join. I will say as. I mean, I like the episode overall. I thought there was some great stuff about it. I think I wanted more prom because I always love a good slow dance. I wanted to see people actually crown. <laughs> All right, now I'm on Pete's side. You're getting a little too. I love a good slow dance. I, I, want, to know. I want to watch the kids slow dance. <laughs> hey, come on. A good prom episode is so much fun to watch. Be yes. like legit promposals rather than like, hey, you want to go to prom? Cool, sounds good. Let's go. You know, and not even getting to see people prom king and queen or anything like that. Yeah. But it made me feel confident that if we do actually get to see a senior year, if anybody survives to that, that we will, they're saving all of that for a senior prom episode. Shut up. Shut up. What are you talking Riverdale about? after prom over here. Uh, <laughs> You're not into that? No, I am. But to be like, no. guys, don't worry. If you didn't, if you miss some of the prom stuff, <laughs> next year there's senior prom. You're like a kid in high school who has a shitty prom you're like i hope all it all right, comes together next year i got another shot next year i'll ask i'll ask uh, my date again and hopefully it'll work out better hey once that is a, should we recap our prom because <laughs> i feel like it's going to inform a lot no. of our takes in this oh, episode no. wait what what prompts did you go to i went to junior and senior prom yeah what did you go to <laughs> went to junior prom and senior prom twice senior prom twice yes. let me ask you alex yes. how did you go to senior prom twice were you I already graduated and you got pulled back? Yeah. Okay. I was dating a girl who was a she was a junior when I was a senior. Great. We went to my senior prom together. The relationship kept going for another year. Yeah, we kept going for and another year. And then after the prom, you immediately broke up with her. Well, right? I already got my two proms in. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wait, you what about you, Pete? What proms did you go to? Wait, I real quick, to. before you move on to Pete, yeah. so you were at college. 
yep. and you <laughs> you were talking to your buddies, like say Pete and I, and yeah. you were like, we were like, hey Alex, what are you? We're fun college guys. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Go to prom. <laughs> and they were like, cool man, cool. Can we come with you? <laughs> yeah, you guys remember you were there. Yeah, you know we did. Go, I'll go to college. Yeah. No, a prom episode is a rite of passage episode. It's one of those wonderful things about high school shows that uh, big emotions, big things always happen. Shut up, Pete. <laughs> just like the graduation episode, just like the getting into college episode, all that stuff. So I feel like uh, we're going to get it next year. I'm excited about oh it. I just hope we get the SAT episode next year. Oh, when, man. Can't wait. When Archie can really lock it down. <laughs> Instead of running out and pounding a mirror. Yeah. All right, let's do a recap for what happened before this prom episode, because as usual, lots of stuff going on. <laughs> so speaking of Archie, let's start with that. I think that's the easiest thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, Archie has taken up boxing. He wants to be a professional boxer. He owns a boxing ring called El Royale that has no source of income whatsoever. Well, probably <laughs> doesn't own it. Well, we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, so he has been working there with a dude named Mad Dog, also Fangs of the Southside Serpents, goes to that gym. And Veronica has been very, very supportive of his boxing career. A little too even though, Even though, yo, recap Jones, uh, even though they uh, are not dating anymore, they're just yeah. friends. And no one has anything else to say about that. Right. There is. There was a little bit of a moment in a previous episode that was called out by Fred Andrews, uh, which is... Uh, Archie's dad. Uh, we should also mention, which plays into the episode, that uh, very unfortunately in the real world, Luke Perry did pass away. Last episode was his last episode, so that is something that they are going to be dealing with this episode, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Now, Veronica, yes. meanwhile, owns a couple of small businesses in town. She owns Pop Steiner. She also owns Le Bon Nui, which is the she? club... <laughs> Below Pop Steiner. <laughs> uh, what else did we decide? She owns like a circus that's below that and a couple of other yeah, things. It's on like top a seven it. story complex of di- different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She owns the mine from Sabrina. The yeah, hot yoga under, place. A great yeah. seventh basement hot yoga, yoga studio. Yeah. So that's what's going on with Veronica. Um, also, uh, well, let's move over to the Betty and Jughead side of things. So Betty has been dealing with a lot of stuff. Betty and Jughead yeah. have been running parallel investigations. Betty mainly focused on the farm which is the creepy cult in the town of Riverdale. It's run by a dude named Edgar Evernever, who we found out last episode is not the father of a young girl named Evelyn Evernever, who's going to Riverdale High. He's actually the husband of a 26-year-old named Evelyn Evernever, who's been pretending to be a junior for the past 10 years. Uh, Now, the cult also has included Alice Cooper, Polly Cooper, Kevin, Fangs, Cheryl, Tony. Anybody who's anybody. Basically, Anybody who's anybody is part of the farm. Not Betty. Oh, yeah? Uh, Betty turned them down the last episode. Excuse me. She ran out of the farm. She got the heck out of there. Meanwhile, Jughead has been investigating the Gargoyle King, who is an evil stick monster in town who runs a (laughs) role-play game. I I mean, it's crazy. Uh, (laughs) A role-play game called Griffins and Gargoyles that uh, takes place on a board, but also in the real world of Riverdale, which they called Elderver in the show, in Mm. the game. Uh, The Jones family was sucked into that game last episode in order to rescue Jellybean Jones, Jughead's younger sister. Jellybean, uh, turns out, 
Totally safe the whole time. Ricky, the little dude uh, who was playing the game with her, took her to see the Gargoyle King, but then she was fine, just kind of dropped her at home like a pleasant, nice young man. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Gladys Jones, their mom, left town forever, or at least for the moment, and F.P. Jones, who is the sheriff of the town, got shot by Bob Tate. Uh, yep. Who else should we talk about? Cheryl and Tony. Now, we mentioned Cheryl and Tony are part of the farm. Um, Cheryl is part of the farm very specifically because she says she has been seeing her dead brother, Jason Blossom. And talking to him. And yeah. talking to him. And Tony, her girlfriend, did ask her, did you hug Jason? She kind of deflected that question a little bit. So we don't know exactly what is going on with these dead people. People are seeing. Alice Cooper said she saw her son, Charles Smith, who died a very long time ago, even before for the show. Um, oh, the one last bit that you probably should know that's pretty important is back in 1992, there was an organization called the Midnight Club. That was all the parents in town uh, during a breakfast club style detention. They found Gar Griffins and Gargoyles, started what we think at this point at least is the original Griffins and Gargoyles game. Uh, it led to an event called Ascension Night where everybody was wasted on fizzle rocks, which is candy drugs, and Alice Cooper, who was <laughs> pregnant at the time, wandered into the girls' bathroom and found two chalices there. This is part of the games of Griffins and Gargoyles. One chalice has cyanide, the other doesn't. You flip for your fate, you drink one, and either you ascend, which is drink the chalice with poison, or you don't ascend, which is you don't drink the chalice with poison. That led to the death of Principal Featherhead, special guest star Anthony Michael Hall, whose dead body was found the next day. The last bit that you probably should know <laughs> is that Betty's dad is a serial killer named the Black Hood. Yeah. Hal Cooper uh, has been working with Betty, silent the lamb style and asked her to transfer him to a better prison in the, the midst of being transferred as we found out at the very end of the episode the transport fell over and killed everybody inside so as we begin the episode this week uh, Betty thinks her dad Hal is dead or is he interesting one other nice fact. Job. Oh the my only, god! That was very, very. That was a professional well recap. Thank you very much. Um, uh, we're almost out of time for the episode, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, one thing is Kurtz. We should probably mention. Oh sure. Um, who is the? Uh, he's a uh, bad guy. Acoly he's an acolyte of the Gargoyle, of the Gargoyle King, King, and he's he been making drugs. all the drugs. Yeah. Um, and he was caught uh, by Jughead. Right, and he certainly seemed to be dead at the end of the last episode. As we find out this episode, he is dead. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Uh, so we pick up at the beginning of the episode with the crime scene of uh, Hal Cooper and a couple other people's death. Betty and Veronica driving there together. They're the checking it out. Wagon. FP's there. He was, let's just remind everyone that he was caught robbing a local diner last <laughs> week, and now he's just the cop again. <laughs> right. So well, that's his fine. arm is hurt. His yeah. arm is hurt, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's a sheriff point. who was robbing a diner, and right. now he's like, hey, you're it's Riverdale, asshole. Yeah, he let himself you go. You can say that about literally anything. Yeah, he yeah. let himself go. Everyone's like, okay, fine. He was probably yeah. robbing that diner for good. It's, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting next time he tries to walk into Pops. And he's like, this is weird. Remember yeah. when I used to work here a couple <laughs> yeah, seasons ago? Remember when I robbed you and then you shot me with a shotgun? Yeah. yeah. Remember Pop. when I helped murder Jason Blossom? That was pretty cool, too. <laughs> I'm the sheriff. <laughs> I'm the sheriff still. To be fair, he's not a very good sheriff. Yeah, no. that's a great point. To be fair I to think him. we've just proved that in a number of ways. Uh, he's conscripted a boy army to work under him. Uh, so it does seem like uh, Hal, uh, everyone's like, Hal's dead. And as we. Clearly not dead. Well, so what they describe, they uh, Buddy pushes him. She's like, nope, he used this to escape. This is all part of his plan. Yeah. And he's like, no, there were six bodies. They were pretty well charred. 
And he, they're like, no, 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 but come on. But really, he used that to escape. And he's like, no, 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 they don't have their heads. Their heads were all chopped off. Mm-hmm. And that seems a pretty reasonable thing. Like, if there's a transport that crashes, everybody's head falls off, and at least one of them loses a hand. That's a normal thing that happens. Yeah. But Betty is still dubious, despite all of that evidence. Yes. Well, smartly so, because he asked for the transfer, and then this accident happened, so he could free up and then, you know, go back to being the Black Hood. We don't also, know when we saw the Black Hood, he is has a hook for a hand. So that's you much, jumping that's all much, over much the later, place. Yeah. my friend. Um, it ties into what also, we're talking about, on though. top of that... Uh, like two scenes later, Alice sh- shows no sadness about how. Sure. Well, but, why uh, would she? To be fair, well, so this is Betty. He's a Rush- Betty rushes into the farm, sees her starting to do a puzzle, which she finishes by the end of the episode. Very cool. I think that's a pretty big clue. Plot I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, but uh, she says, "Hey, uh, we got to get you out of here. Hal is free. He's definitely free. They're telling me he's not dead, but this is, of course, all part of his plan." But Alice's whole thing with joining the farm has been letting go of everything and whatever else you say about the farm, and certainly you could say a lot of stuff don't, about it. Don't you fucking start with this bullshit. No, that what she is there for is trying to wa- work through her trauma. That's she's, it. That's she all seems to be over the how. Right. The trauma of Hal and what the fact that he was the Black Hood did you to her to life. Go to a therapist. You don't go to a, some fucked up place where they fucking make you drink. Let me Kool-Aid. ask you this: Do people you, die and then you put them underwater until have they cool do. puzzles like that? Like that seemed to be a <laughs> cool yeah, puzzle. Yeah, they do. They have their when there you, is puzzles for therapy. When you go to your therapist, do you get a cool tattoo? Yeah, you she can. does get. She gets a sweet infinity tattoo on her wrist. Very cool. What do you think that's about? Uh, clearly, a tie into Infinity War. Oh <laughs> yeah, they're very behind. Yeah, well, I mean, there was that ribbon. I mean, Tony Stark was like, "We need the kind of like this ribbon." Oh design. yeah, the Mobius strip. Don't yeah. spoil Endgame on our Riverdale podcast. <laughs> Come on, very controversial. Jesus that Christ. Is the, uh, I will very say, far away from a spoiler. This is <laughs> this is yes, it is very far away from a spoiler. Uh, I will throw out just in terms of crazy theories with that Infinity symbol because there's definitely like there's a musical sting behind it where it's like, oh, you got a tattoo, and she's like, oh uh, yeah, I got this tattoo, and it's like, da da da. It's definitely going to mean something because later yeah. we see Edgar's uh, matching tattoo. Right. So. The, the one thing that I saw in the episode that looked like it, and it's not quite exactly right, but they have flashbacks to Alice Cooper in her Midnight Club days, and she has these two circular clasps around her cape because back in the Midnight Club days, they're dressed in medieval garb uh, because they're role-playing, they're cosplaying, uh, and it kind of kind of looks like an infinity symbol. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was, I, don't, I think it's a yeah. very much a stretch, but given that Alice had that infinity tattoo and she is wearing something vaguely infinity-ish back in the day, I don't know, it jumped out to me. That could be, uh, though hearing you say that makes me think, what if it, the infinity symbol is a top view of the two chalices? Oh, okay. Uh, so it's sort okay. of the choice between life, death. Blah, well, blah, blah. also jumping very far ahead, uh, we find out that the farm has nothing to do with the Gargoyle King this episode. They're yeah. totally separate. No, not totally done separate. with that. Yeah, no connection at all. Yes. Uh, let's keep following uh, Betty's storyline um, since we've almost already covered the whole thing. Betty's at the gun range, oddly. Yeah, uh, well, just she's like, got relief stress somehow, bro. That is. Or she's stressed out. Yeah. Let her squeeze a couple off. She'll feel better. <laughs> that is you? not how you say that. Also, what are you, a hard-nosed detective from the 1950s? You're goddamn right. Oh, uh, cool. Give me a scotch. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I love your two catchphrases. Squeeze one off and give me a scotch. <laughs> yeah. You need to get back on the case. Yeah, I do. I do. I got to uh, go. At the gun range, she gets a call from uh, Dr. Curdle Jr., who is a normal character, a normal human in the normal world. <laughs> what guy. I loved about that phone call is I, I'm 
fifty to seventy-five percent sure they just called Nicholas Witchell and he started saying that stuff and did that, and then he was like, and they were like, "Great, thanks for looping the dialogue." And he was like, "What dialogue? Yeah. I was just saying that stuff." Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the he body is so is fine. it's so creepy, unnecessarily so. I wonder what that means. Oh my god! I just I love it. I love his character. I love the yeah. delivery. I hope there's. Nothing about him. He's just like yeah, he's just like a creepy that? guy. That yeah. would be awesome. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, it, we get the the colonel says on the call that the hand was it was Hal's hand in the fire. So yes. we know that Hal has lost a hand. Right. right now, to that point, and to Pete's point, was that the point where you're like, oh, hook hand? Yep. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what 100%. I hundred percent. I was like, please yeah. do the hook hand, and yeah. they paid that off oh, very nicely. Very quick. There's nothing like a great hook hand. Man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Uh, nice, good. Uh, let's see, jumping ahead. Um, then I guess we sort of pick up with Bughead when they're both sort of investigating. Well, I, I think actually we can walk through it if yeah. you want, just because there was so much back and forth this episode. Yeah. Um, or d- before we get to the Bughead stuff, because that's such a bulk of the episode, do we want to talk through the Archie Veronica stuff? Sure. Because that's a little more straightforward, at least. It, they get to prom eventually, but they're kind of running their own train this episode. Uh, Archie's mom shows up. Oh, uh, Molly and she, Ringwald. She literally is like, I'm going to be your parent this time. Yes. Uh, which I think is probably a function of them, Luke Perry um, dying and him not being able to Rest play the parent in the episode. Yeah. So it was... Uh, I think it was the, they handled it well. Like it was, I, I think so too. I mean, they had a lot of stuff to do with her introduction, and certainly there's a lot she has to do in the episode. the The interesting thing to me is they give her the opposite take on boxing that Fred had. Yeah. So, if anything, it almost seems like there was a total rewrite of this episode in terms of bringing her in and in terms of that plotline, which maybe explains why it is so separate from everything else. And I yes, and I also think that it plays well. I, I think does. like her being sort of interested in figuring out what's going on with Archie makes a lot of sense and she also, hasn't been at home and also then being like oh, I don't know about this boxing stuff yeah, because it's it, not it's violent it, yeah bad. it felt very mom it felt like such a, a mom move to be like oh okay well why don't you talk to this recruiter uh, it's on a show that's very chaotic. Uh, it's nice to have this kind of like family normal thing that kind of keeps things grounded they, a little they bit. They also do a good job of establishing why she's there, why she's staying there, what's happening without, which is very typical to Riverdale, making it feel like there are any ulterior motives going on. Yeah. Um, the It comes through in the performances where she says, listen, I just wanted to see my son. And it's not... Yeah. I just wanted to see my son. You know, it's literally like, yes, I wanted to see Archie. I'm here. Fred is out in his truck right now. He'll probably be back later. And then by the end of the episode, he's on a trip. And we know he's on a trip. So that's how they're dealing with it this season. Yeah. Um, I will say, after the initial scene with Mary where she comes back, we get a quick scene of Archie boxing in his room. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, uh, but on the initial shot, you can see in the lower left-hand corner, there's a picture of KJ Appa and Luke Perry in the frame. Oh, no. Which was very sweet, and it was the way they had it faced. Like, there's no reason for the picture to be facing like that. Like, it's yeah. very clearly facing towards the frame. A little so, yeah, it's a little note, but it was a very sweet and sad note, and I'm yeah. glad that I'm they did I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, well, go back and go watch back it. Watch it. Uh, well. There you go. Uh, moving forward, um, Archie's like, hey, um, I'm going to do this boxing thing. Would you just sign this form? Uh, she won't sign. And it's mm-hmm. like, you need to stop doing this. Right. Yes. And he gets the form, we should mention, from Veronica. Yes. Uh, Veronica comes by the gym and is like, your gym's gross. 
we got to do something about that. And he's like, I don't have any money. And she says, well, how about I'll enter you in the boxing tournament and I will invest in your gym. Which is crazy because she is completely broke. No, she's not. No. She's doing well. She's doing well. She's yeah, doing- but she is under a ton of debt, owes drug dealers no, money. No, she's not. No, at this point in the continuity of the show, as far as we know, at this point in the episode, yeah. she she's has gotten debt. She is flush. She's gotten debt free. The Bon Nui is doing well. Pops is doing whatever That Pops was a really quick way to get out of a ton of debt. Yeah, she did it. She covered it. It was Reggie. She sold Reggie for soup bones. Remember? Um. <laughs> mm, mantle soup. <laughs> uh, tastes like cars. Uh, yeah, she, it's, she's totally fine. They were, the gambling stuff's been going so well. Yeah. Wow. They figured cool. it out. Cool. She's doing fine. So she's got lots of money. She still needs to take out a loan uh, to help out. Uh, Pops is a little weird about that. Big time weird. Big time weird about that. He's very, later in the episode, yeah, he's very concerned about Veronica's investments. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we should get into sort of the uh, the gang in the student lounge. Uh, they're just sitting there talking about death. Uh, Again, and usual. I know this bothered you guys as well, uh, Jughead is just eating generic spicy tortilla chips. Very upsetting. Yeah, clear that drove. There's been two episodes in a row. Everybody's been very, very upset about it. The hashtag... Yeah. Not my spicy tortilla chips has been trending on Twitter for the Very. past week, which is crazy given everything that's been going on with uh, Endgame and Game of Thrones. Yeah. I can't believe it's been the number one trend. That's nuts to me. That, that is but, nuts. But uh, people are very upset, and I wish they would make a fake brand. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> is this going to be a running thing? No Steedos. No Steedos or something like that, right? No Steedos. Yeah. yeah. I, it's great to think that that would really change your viewing experience that much. Dorjitos? Uh, that's Dorjitos. Like they're spicy. They're spicy. Yeah, oh, they that's got good. a little heat to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So anyway, Cheryl shows up. Uh, she Classic her, Cheryl entrance. Uh, she's got, yeah, she's like, shut up, you guys. Here's the news. Yep. <laughs> and she says, I want uh, a Shoney Chopaz uh, prom. prom queen. Yeah, yeah, she says the hashtag on yeah. the show, which is very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she mentions that they're having the fire and ice prom, and there's a very funny reaction afterwards. Uh, where everybody's like, wait, do we still do prom with all the murderers that are going they out here? They literally yeah. forgot about the prom, <laughs> yes. which that's shocking. Um, Why is that shocking? They've been running for their lives, basically, since the season started. Yeah, so. I'm not even sure that Archie actually goes to school. Yeah, yeah, it, he's there, <laughs> but he literally says later in the episode, like, I'm bad at, I don't do that anymore. Right. So I think they just hang out there. I think so. It's a nice lounge. It's very nice. It's got a snack machine that serves generic spicy tortilla chips. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the generic ones, Anyways. please. Uh, they forgot about prom, but instantly, Betty uh, and Jughead pair up. They oh, yeah. That was There's a sweet a moment. Very sweet. Very sweet moment. Yeah. I liked her asking him, him yeah. being uncomfortable about it. It was, was cute. And was he was cute. just like, for you, Betty. No, it's a, oh. so, such a shame their breakup is inevitable. Dude, fuck oh my God. you. <laughs> that sh- proves how strong they are. We'll yeah. see. Mm. Yeah, we will see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see a breakup coming anytime soon. Do yep. you? No, not ever. Not ever happening. Let me just say the uh, the clues are not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that we were on a trail headed toward nope. where we all wanted to go, Barchy Town. No, but now we are in Bughead Swamp. We're oh god. Okay, but we're also in Varchy Swamp. If you want to be clear about that, because they even cut away from them kissing, like you could hear like. 
off screen while Veronica and Archie are sitting there awkwardly looking at each other, which kicks off their storyline, which is everybody being like, oh, you guys are back together. We do it. And then being like, no, 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 we're just friends. Just friends. So much so that Archie, after he faked the signature to enter the boxing tournament, asks Veronica to the prom as a friend. Yeah. Well, he starts off by just regular asking her, and then there's a little pause on her part, and then he's like, as a friend. Yeah, which, as we all know, is bullshit. Wait, what do you mean? Going as friends? Yeah, that's not a real thing. No, you, I know. You're our prime expert, Alex. Well, you the girl that I friends. went to the first senior prom with, uh, we started dating and then went to the second senior prom. So you went as a friend first? Just as friends. So that's a bullshit. That's a it's lie. bullshit. Absolute bullshit. No, yeah. it's not bullshit. You can go with uh, just a friend and prom. How many dates do you go on now as a friend? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like you go on a date with as a friend? I've gone to places with just friends. With friends? No, you, yeah. no but you're like, hey, you and me, let's go out, yeah. out as a friend. Yeah. Not, but to a prom? Pizza <laughs> <laughs> goes to prom. <laughs> Every year. Every, Every year. year. Rain Never shine, bro. Rain shine. Never miss it. Yeah. I'm just this saying. This guy keeping the corsage industry going exactly single Exactly. The money he's got in corsage. Ooh, is, oh, boy. Oh, God. Uh, I I thought this was very cute. They're also being very unobvious about it. Like everybody is being very unobvious about it. But I feel like everybody knows they're going to get back together to the point where they're having dialogue back and forth about like, oh us. I like that when you say us. But I gotta say, it's so on the nose that I feel like they're gonna not do it. You think there's gonna be a swerve? I think they're not gonna get back together. Really? And I gotta say, also in this episode, Veronica does seem resistant. Yeah. So I think, she's all I business. Think she knows that she was just with Reggie. She went through a tumultuous time. They broke up, and Reggie has vanished from the show. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. Again, he was made into soup. He'll be back eventually, though. I think uh, it's but sad. But Archie also just broke up with Josie. She just left town. They went through all of this stuff. She doesn't want to have to deal with it again. She knows how complicated it is. Have they grown enough? Um, I don't but know. But I, I love the inevitable. pack that they're making. What? What? The pack that they're making. What, what pack? pack? The pack to take down their dad. Oh, you are jumping. Dude, why are you oh, jumping? Why? I'm always that. jumping. I, I can't take it. You guys take so long. Jesus. What is the rush? What? Where are you going? Well, you're not Jesus going to what? You got Christ. a prom tonight? Yeah. How many yeah. proms are you I going got, to tonight? You got a couple proms. Okay, well, <laughs> sit down. They're, your dates are going to be there. Yeah, They're the in limo high school. will wait. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you're going with multiple dates as friends, right? Yep. <laughs> cool. Where are you going afterwards? Me and a bunch of friends. Applebee's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> wow Fancy prom Killer after there. prom Business with Pete LePage Oh you're too good For Applebee's Is that what you're saying No uh, uh, Yes or, yeah, Actually yeah I think, I, <laughs> I think we are definitely. As people better than people. Yeah no thanks. Fuck you man That brownie sundae Is remarkable Oh wow Oh god Gross Jesus have you been To an Applebee's recently Nope yeah. You gotta go. Uh, <laughs> you have been? Uh, yeah, I have kids. They get very oh, excited. Oh, you were not yeah, an you excuse. Were going off no, about we went there twice. There are a million other. And after the second time, I was like, "We are never going here again." And every time they ask, and I'm like, "No, we will find somewhere else." Uh, let's take a moment. Great, to, cool. <laughs> Great discussion. A, a quick yeah. commercial break. Um, with this episode is sponsored by Applebee's. Um, <laughs> oh god, that's really awkward. Applebee's. The brownie Sunday is the shit. Oh, <laughs> is that what she said? No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Veronica, Jughead, no, let's no, go. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So right after that, uh, Evelyn. Hears- I thought I thought their slogan was Applebee's. It's after prom. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Applebee's. Everyone here's old, but Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scratch on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, scratch out the butt. Uh, <laughs> got you. Uh, Evelyn hears this prom conversation right. and is like, hey, hey, Cheryl, uh, you're a farmie now, and um, you don't get to go to the prom. And then Cheryl very rightly shoots back at her, aren't you, like, 30? Yeah. Which is crazy. It, yeah. But also, it's weird yes. how everyone's... She still goes to school? Yeah. Right, Why that's what I'm saying. Why is she allowed to go to school? That's what I'm saying. Everybody she goes to school 30. 80 times. You can't keep going back. Yeah. I... That that is one of the more confusing things to me. Also, Evelyn goes to prom later on, which I guess based on Pete is fine. You can totally go whenever; fine. it's no big deal. Uh, you but just yeah, have to be asked. That's do all. just the <laughs> farmies know that she is twenty six, and the school doesn't know at this point? But the school does. The woman work was a school person. We're right? all right. We're getting distracted here. The important part is Cheryl. St- Standing up to the farm, which I'm very excited about. But she doesn't stand up to the yeah, farm. She, just well, to she rush does a little bit. She we, does we can, take a little, we can take a little side trip because oh, that's clearly geez. what Mr. Willow Page wants to do and talk about Cheryl and Tony's uh, particular storyline. Oh, yes. So <laughs> you got, got, back. got all upset, but yeah. here we go. Reeled it back in. Uh, like a brownie Sunday at Applebee's, he is back <laughs> on track. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so Cheryl Gross. and Tony, pretty uh, upset. Well, Cheryl's pretty upset because she really, really wants to be prom queen. Uh, she tries to convince Edgar Evernever that she can be prom queen. It'll be a great stage for the farm. And Edgar says, no, we have no trappings here. Um, we are all free of any heirs, of uh, any greatness or anything like that. You need to make a choice. Either the farm or oh, prom queen. And he's pretty dismissive of it. Uh, and, yeah, it also mentions that if there's no farm, you don't get to see Jason anymore. Yeah, it was, that's the main thing. He straight up threatens to take Jason away, which is a bullshit move. Well, right. we don't even know what that means. Whatever goes on, she goes in a room, and whether it's an actor that plays him or they <laughs> drug her, whatever the fuck it is, he's threatening to Who take that away. Is? Do you think it's like Ewan McGregor or something? Yeah. He's pretty good. That's a, he's a great actor. Yeah. Great at playing a redheaded high school student. <laughs> he can do anything. I'm, I'm telling you, it's chick. It's fucking chick who's doing it. That would be awesome. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's grind through some arrested stuff. Um, Wait, hold on. Just to finish off the Cheryl's Tony storyline. Uh, so, ultimately, uh, Cheryl makes the decision. She decides to stick with the farm. Uh, this ties into Betty and Jughead, which we'll get into in a moment. But she has a pretty bummed out moment where she doesn't even care about the prom anymore. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. such a uh, But great ultimately, they end up scene. dancing at the prom. It's very sweet. It's very cute. Uh, they talk about how they wish they were up there, and she is bummed about that. But ultimately, as long as she can dance with Tony, she's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Sweet. Very sweet. Nice. That's sweet. Very That's sweet. Good. Well, I also liked how Betty was like, before she walked up to Cheryl, was trying to like get her thing together because it's like, all right, Cheryl's really going to come at me for this. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, Cheryl, let's change the prom around so we can do this thing me and Jughead are working on. She's like, fine, whatever. I don't yes. give a shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say it does complicate how the farm works again to me because... Yeah. Last episode, they were straight up monsters. They were like robots going, join us, join us, join the farm, join us. But they also have regular lives and are doing regular chill things all the time. So I don't know. There's something going on there. Yeah, it's sort of 
it, the the farm is is becoming so much of the show and sort of a catch all for all of these very small plots, yet still separate from the Gargoyle King stuff. Right. So it's really interesting. It's hard to tell exactly what the, what we're driving at with with both of these things. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah. I'm started to get nervous this episode that the farm is not going to be done at the end of the season, and that it's going to be some sort of ongoing thing oh, next that season would as well. Suck. I. I still feel pretty confident that they are tied together and they are going to be wrapped up together. Not a lot of episodes left. I know. There's not a lot of time. We'll see what happens. But... All right, so that's Cheryl and Tony. To get back to Archie and Veronica. Yeah, uh, Miss Andrews is pushing Archie to join the Navy. Um, he uh, is like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll have a fight. And then it's, it's prom night. Instead of having two prom dates, Archie has two boxing matches at the same time. Total classic <laughs> Archie problem. Um, he has to also drop six pounds. Oh, uh, yeah. And the Rocky montage. We get an is that legal to do that? What do you mean? I mean, because that's... It was expensive, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. To do that, I cannot believe they went with a full, just not even a remake, just the, the legit Eye of the Tiger I, I, with I, a boxing yeah. montage. I, it's kind of funny also that you are wearing a sweatshirt that says the great tiger on it yeah. right now. Uh, but there you go. Eye of the tiger. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wanted it to be a Riverdale thing. Like when I heard the notes come out, I was like, oh man, what hilarious riff are they going to do? Are they going to do like, you know, it's the hands of the lion or something like that? <laughs> hands but, of the lion. Or I wanted to have like a, a random musical number with some member of the cast being like, hey, I'm here singing this version of this song for some reason. Yeah, but no, it was straight up montage. Yeah. Like Sweepy and Fangs are just grinding on Eye of the Tiger. From but home. it was... <laughs> Wait, what? Like, through, through the song. Oh, They're singing the song. The, song. <laughs> the grinding on each other. What through the song. Fuck? All right, song. I'd watch that too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a fun montage, though. Like, I, I went through a lot of feelings right at the beginning where I was like, oh, man, I can't believe they're finally doing Eyes of the Tiger. Oh, my God, I can't believe we're going to have to watch an artsy, archy training montage. But it was very well filmed. It was very fun. It was very yeah. well cut together. It was crazy the entire time. They're just like, great, I'm just going to lose six pounds by Friday, do two boxing matches at a prop. Uh, and of course, that doesn't actually work out yeah, for him no. because yeah, he does drop the pounds. Insane to drop six pounds that quickly. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Veronica takes him to the first fight. He hasn't told his mom about it. He loses that first fight, gets the shit kicked out of him. And then Veronica's like, you're not going to fight the second fight under no circumstances. Fangs is getting cold to the ring. Oh, yeah, that was Fangs hilarious. Like, hey, excited, cold over yeah. here. Fangs is very funny. That Fangs is like um, in a sketch, like a sketch comedy group sketch in the background. He's like, "I'm a character too." <laughs> uh, it's great. I like there. them. I mean, listen, we've Me talked too. about I this before. Fangs. I feel like a lot of the fandom's focus on Sweet Pea and Fangs is very weird to me what? because they're not fleshed out at all. But to me, they're like they're the Shakespearean clouds. They're always there yeah. in the background. They're Rosencrantz and Gildas. Exactly. That does. You're a huge fan of Dorcas. She is such a background thing. Don't you call me out on Dorcas? And dude. then you're gonna be like, well, I don't understand <laughs> no. this fandom around wrong, wrong podcast. First of all, very triggered. Wrong person. It's Alex. the same goddamn opinion. Dorcas is the hero of chilling adventures of Sabrina. All right. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Fangs was funny. Archie comes in. (laughs) Veronica's like, oh, he can't fight. Uh, Archie comes in and says, no, I'm fine to fight. Immediately falls in the ring, trips, falls unconscious because he's so tired. Uh, And (laughs) his mom has a talk with him. And it's like, this is not right. You should not be doing this. Uh, This is clearly very dangerous to you. I'm glad Uh, that's the way it happened because I was going to be pissed if it was like, 
okay that he was doing all these things because seriously, it's dangerous the, doing that kind of stuff. But he is committing to the, the boxing lifestyle. Yeah, the end of that conversation. it was weird the way he was like, "Listen, I tried music that didn't work out." I was like, "Did yeah. you really try? You did like a couple songs, and then like, yeah, I tried music, I tried football. Yeah, all that's left is boxing. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's the only other the career path careers, to me. Yeah. <laughs> in Riverdale. Uh, it's funny that he did go through the entire list. I tried music. I tried boxing. I tried being a gang leader. I yeah. tried being uh, <laughs> Mob a mob dealer. Boss. I tried a being murdered. I tried fighting <laughs> a bear. I, tr- <laughs> I tried being murdered by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> tried being a journeyman drifter. But mom, I started just fucking my teacher. So what do you expect from me? <laughs> oh that was my main career yeah. for a whole year. A funny thing about that teacher, she was actually impersonating an old lady. Anyway, <laughs> that's a story for another time. <laughs> anyway, that's me in Riverdale. I'm Archie. Uh, that's my favorite part of any episode that they end with him saying, I'm Archie. Yeah, I, I, it's perfect. It really <laughs> makes the show what it is for us, you know? Totally feasible as a way to end an episode, by the way. Have each character be like, I'm Veronica. <laughs> Remember? They should do a full recap every yeah. episode. Or just have everybody introduce themselves to each other. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, you're Betty, right? I'm Veronica. Yeah. Icebreakers. And one old, fact. Old and one fact about it. Like, right yeah. I'm Veronica. I just found out that my dad secretly owns my businesses. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm Betty. Uh, my father is a serial killer who now has a hook for a head. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Pretty See? sure. I, that would be useful. But she was calling him dad, and he didn't seem so like he hold was on, responding. There's we... a lot of people you can call dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, the internet does it all the time. We cool. do find out that Pop, not good at keeping secrets. Uh, Pop, very active in the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah right? I love it. It's weird because the actor who plays Pop is so like, you can tell when he's going to do something, and then yeah. he does it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pop has a secret. Beans. He says that Hiram, he tells uh, Veronica that Hiram's been lying to her, that he has a fake deed. She gave him a fake deed. Uh, or he gave her a fake deed. Um, she is not happy. Yeah, so and she doesn't... makes the pact. Well, uh, but uh, just to clarify, she doesn't own Pop Tates. She doesn't own La Nuit. She can't take out a loan for El Royale. So all of that potentially is going away um, or not, because as you mentioned, Pete, at the prom, they do slow dance together. They talk. Um, she explains the situation and they decide they're not going to tell Hiram. They're not going to reveal him. Instead, they are going to destroy him and take him down yes. for good this time. It's about fucking time. Eh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Are they going to be able to do that, though? They better. What, what leverage do they have at this yeah, point? Exactly. Hiram has been able to win Every time. Right. So I don't know. And then let's real quickly go through uh, the Jughead stuff, the Jones boys. <laughs> they're on the Gargoyle. But they fi- he finds out from Jelly Bean that the Gargoyle King, King has a gospel. Yeah. Um, also, he, he's back in action. Uh, yeah, the Gargoyle King. Yeah. Uh, the Jones boys find the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Dude, then that creepy bus really freaked me out. Gives stuff in the seats. Oh, man. Yeah. But you go to prom in the school bus, probably. <laughs> As I would assume. No. You do rent a car? <laughs> Around a classic car? Yeah. yeah. What Smart kind of train. car? Did you get a limo ever? Sometimes. Oh. Great. Yeah. Uh, great. So anyways, uh, that bus was... Do you have a regular me. driver, or is it just like... Oh, I you... should say I drive him to the prom. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. In your I limo. In my... Well, I he rent, a, I rent a limo. He has a limo. It's great. Uh, I don't own a limo. Own a limo is like owning a tuxedo. Yeah. How is it... Uh, every time, I'm sure he does this, he just says, uh, you have to say, first time in a limo, Mr. Glackwood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's like, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. We have a whole shorthand. I'm like, another prom, eh, Mr. LePage? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, great. Uh, 
they find they check out Kurt's dead body and find very hard to miss. That he has giant back tattoos um, with the uh, prostrate symbols from the dead bodies. It is very interesting to me at this point that we know in the real world that those symbols are TGK for the Gargoyle King, but they don't know that in the show at all. Yeah, and sort of. That's a fact they could just know. Right. Well, well, because we figured it out in the real world. Not like just us, but everybody figured it out in the real world pretty easily. And it doesn't, it's not a big clue. It's no. just a clue. They know that the Gargoyle King is doing that. So it's a fine thing for everyone to just be like, that's TGK. Yes. Well, I guess we'll I see. Know. Maybe we'll, we'll find out it does mean something else. Sure. Um, Bughead is investigating, as we talked about. Uh, Betty goes right to Edgar and says, you're oh, the Gargoyle King. Bold. Take off your shirt. Classic. First of all, classic Sabrina Spellman move right there. Walking yeah. into the place and convincing, shouting at the evil guy to do a thing. Uh, but two, like <laughs> straight up the internet being like, hey, Jared Michael Murray, take off your shirt, right? Yeah. That's what you guys want to do, right, Pete? No. And the don't crazy, touch, touch your shoulder over don't, here. Don't, don't and the crazy Pete. thing is. Take off your shirt, Pete. <laughs> they oh find God. something amazing. When he takes off his shirt. No tattoos, but weird abs. Very weird abs. Like, what are you talking about? Hip bones. Yeah, he's like, he's ripped, but in a very Don't interesting sh- way. Don't shame yeah. that guy who is no. really... I'm not shaming. It's very I nice. I wish I had that body. It's like, he's like a lizard man. Oh, yeah, he is. Well, it's very cult leader-esque, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, but he doesn't have a tattoo. Uh, now, let's go back to something that was... Unless much- it's covered up. Sure. It absolutely, smart. like... It would have been pretty funny if Betty was like, now I'm going to rub your back <laughs> yeah. just like, to see if there's any concealer on there. Let me right? just put some baby oil on this. <laughs> see if anything <laughs> shows up. up. Yeah. Lie down. Yeah. <laughs> Lie down over there. Oh. We're going we're gonna to heat up this oil a little bit. Yeah. Make sure it's real nice. <laughs> <laughs> really Can someone put on some music? <laughs> Light a candle. Our candle budget's crazy. <laughs> we should probably meet me at the sex bunker later. Yeah. So Now, I think... It not it's it's I was I was about to say it's pretty clear, but it's as pretty clear as anything else on Riverdale. But the clue that they get, they go to the tattoo artist, and the tattoo artist tells them, "Yeah, it was a guy with sandy blonde hair and blue eyes." And they're like, "Oh, really? Magnetic personality?" And he's like, "Yep, that's the one." And they're like, yeah. "Definitely Edgar Everett. Those are the three things that describe him and only him." Uh, but that probably means a chick, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, um, or a white what? walker. <laughs> Wait, doesn't her dad also have blue eyes? They don't eyes? have sandy blonde hair. They have white hair. Yeah, sandy. Oh, that's true. Sand can be hey, white. Doesn't her dad also have blue eyes? Sure. But I he was also in prison the, at the time. You, right? Are you trying to say the Gargoyle King is Hal Cooper? That would be crazy if he's like, this Black Hood persona didn't work out. <laughs> I'll add some sticks. Yep. If that, I don't know. I don't even know if that turns out to be what it is. I feel like... That's crazy. I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but my personal crazy theory right now is that Edgar Everdever is not the Gargoyle King. He is actually Charles Smith, uh, Alice and FP's son. Chick is the Gargoyle King, and the two of them have been working together to destroy Riverdale. Let Chick go, man. Chick is definitely coming no. back. No. I'm more convinced than ever that at the very least, Chick is the Gargoyle King. No, I mean, no, Chick has nothing to do with the show anymore. He's gone. The only thing. Let him go. Let Chick go, man. Do you you think that? Wow. (laughs) Are you doing it? It's not your fault. Yes. Jesus. Uh, The only thing is, why would the Gargoyle King. Let Chick go. No, enough. Let let letting Chick go, go. Why would the Gargoyle King get TGK tattooed on his own back? I don't know. Because he's so proud. That's true. Uh, Sublime style. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh 
Because I agree with you. It did definitely make me think that Chick was the person what? who got the tattoo. But I don't know if he's the gargoyle. Okay. Right. I think he there, may, I, if anything, maybe Chick is going to be the Black Hood. Betty and Jughead, for all the investigating they're doing this episode, make a lot of logical leaps about almost everything all the time. I Well, th- across the board this episode, or I guess with Betty and Jughead and the Jones family and all of them, I'm like, what are you guys doing? They just are all over the place. Yeah. Betty, who we uh, it was always all about her being one step ahead of the bad guys, is just like, fuck, she's in the shooting guns. She's like, what are you doing? Dude, she's stressed out, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, Plus, do think, I do think Dark that's Betty part of it. Betty needs to come out soon. I do think that's part of it. Like, Edgar Everett's whole thing seemingly is to break down Betty Cooper yeah. and get it to the point where she accepts the farm for whatever reason, whatever reason he wants Betty. We don't yeah. know what that is yet. But that... Non-stop, the stuff that has happened to her this season has been grueling. It has been yeah. wearing her down. So from that perspective, I get it. But from the perspective of, oh, two physical clues, there is literally nobody else in Riverdale who has sandy blonde hair and blue eyes yeah, and has a magnetic personality than Edgar Everett ever. If it's not him, who could it possibly be? We have yeah. no other suspects. There's... Could be a, a, a stranger than someone we haven't met yet. I mean, sure, Jesus yeah. Christ. I hope they bring in random characters we haven't met. <laughs> the bad guys. Well, I'm just saying, you can't say blue eyes, uh, dynamic person. Oh, I definitely know. You I'm don't Dave. Know. I'm the gargoyle king. <laughs> yeah. See you next season. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. So they get back also, and they're very frustrated. Yes, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, Betty is so stressed out right now. Also, where the fuck is she sleeping, man? She's not in her house. She's at the Pembroke. She's staying at the Pembroke with Veronica. I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. she is not she herself. She doesn't have her. Own. She's yeah, staying in a fancy hotel. Yeah. She's all right. Wow. Dude, she, Alex her home them. was taken away from her. Right? Now she gets to stay at a hotel where people clean up after. It's not She's same. lucky. Wow. True. She, she should is. be thanking Alex her would, lucky stars for the gargoyle. Alex would trade right. places with her in a heartbeat. Oh, my God, I would. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, according to the gospel, I do laundry all the time. Yeah, I know you are a real. <laughs> Your hands right. Anyways, are just go withered. On, please. The gospel. Uh, <laughs> according to the gospel, Betty needs to be both prom queen and Griffin queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of an odd turn. Um, I right. Specifically, there's this thing that Jughead finds that says there will be a bacchanal at the Shire, uh, after which the Griffin King will subjugate herself to the Gargoyle King when she is yeah. crowned. Yeah. Uh, so they take that. They're like, again, huge logical leap. Well, of course, that sounds like the junior prom. This old book must be referring to this thing that's happening tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and But to their credit, because this has worked before, a couple of times this season, they've set up situations where they force the Gargoyle King or his acolytes into doing something because they have to follow their own quest rules. And that yep. worked. So, yeah, and so they decide, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make Betty Cooper the prom queen because she is the griffin queen uh, and then the gargoyle king will show up they get together the pretty poisons and the serpents uh, in order to guard everything now this is going to be a crazy logical leap that I'll throw out to you guys I fully admit this is crazy I've had a cold this week I'm definitely like brain addled a little bit here but there's a thing that Jughead says in the seed to the pretty poisons Peaches, who finally has dialogue this episode, yep. uh, says, how are we going to recognize him? Is he going to be you know, dressed as a giant stick monster? And Jughead's like, 
No, I don't know about that, but there'll be some sort of signifier, a crown perhaps, or antlers, I don't know, something like that. But you'll definitely recognize him. Now, there's one person in all of Riverdale in the entire prob who is wearing a crown, and that's Jughead. Yeah. Which is definitely like that set by alarm bells ringing. Yeah, it was a weird line. Yes. I have, uh, this is definitely jumping ahead, but the uh, events that happen throughout the rest of the episode, there's no way that Jughead obviously could have been the Gargoyle King back in the day, but everything else that happens lines up so that potentially Jughead could actually be the Gargoyle Yeah, King because now. the jug, the Gargoyle's banging, and then all of a sudden it's immediately... Well, so what happened, let's talk about what happens at the prom, and then we'll come back to this. So at the prom, uh, Jughead and Betty get there. It's they la- change it to Everyone's not fire in and ice. Gargoyles yeah, gear. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's very Medieval specifically uh, Labyrinth-themed. The yeah. music from Labyrinth is playing in the background. Very uh, they cool. have masks from Labyrinth. I believe Evelyn was dressed as uh, Jennifer Connelly's character yeah. from Labyrinth. Very cute across the board. Uh, and Betty gets a note... Uh, summoning her outside so she tell nobody. Come alone. So, of course, she does. Yes, go back to Which where it bullshit. all started. So she goes outside. You can uh, Jughead kind of notice, doesn't see her leave. Uh, then she does get elected prom queen. Jughead goes... She does. Up, she does. Yeah, she does yeah. get elected yeah. jo- a prom queen. Uh, nobody gets elected prom king, as far as we know. Uh, <laughs> Not important. Uh, hey, prom stuff is important, dude. Yeah. All right? I've been to a bunch important. of them. It's been important every Not time. as many as no. Pete. Uh, that's true. Pete, how many have you been to now? 500? Uh, yeah. It's the ultimate prom king. Yeah. Come to the prom king. Prom. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, anyway, uh, so Betty heads outside. Jughead uh, comes after her. And while she is outside, she goes through the hallway. Everything is locked. She walks down the hallway, ends up in the girls' bathroom, back where her mother went 20... And we're getting those flashbacks. Yeah, we're getting the flashbacks. Which I thought was very cool. Yeah, I love that. Loved it. To the Midnight Club. We see the bathroom. It's exactly the same way it was back in 1992. Well, uh, covered well. with Flip for Your Fate. Sure, there's farm subs- sides yeah, up, so yeah. it's a little bit different. A little different. But there's chalices there. Betty's like, fuck no, I'm not drinking cyanide from chalices. Goes out. That was awesome that she was just like, fuck this. That was great. I was uh, so I happy. Yes. I don't know. There was a part of me that was like... If you're Don't going play to, the dumb game. If you're Do going not play to play it. the game, if your point is to play the game and discover the gargoyle king, discover the gargoyle no. king. She plays along with everything. I was surprised that she didn't. I was so yeah. happy she didn't because that's bullshit. Yeah. So she goes out of the hallway and she sees the gargoyle king there, pulls out her gun and says, who are you? Who are you? Tell me who you are. And just as she's about to shoot, the black hook jumps out and tackles her. Thank you. I've been thinking about that all day. Yeah. Uh, and tackles her and knocks her down. She's like, oh, God, Dad, you're back. Why are you doing this? Why are you trying to kill me? Uh, he chases after her. Legit. I know what you did last summer style. Down hallways. He there's murdered people all over the place. Murdered people murder, everywhere. Which I was murder like, people what the everywhere. fuck is this? Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. This yeah. whole sequence, very tense. Was very, very surprised uh, by So that. good yeah. the way it was filmed. Like, straight up horror movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially with the hook along the wall as he's walking yeah. down the hall. And Betty hits him with the hockey stick. Of all the choices, the hockey stick's the dumbest one, Betty. Come and on. And then she runs to hide in the very same closet where Principal Featherhead's oh. body was discovered back in 1992. Two hides in there. The, she tries to call 911, but before she can, the black hood comes, starts banging at the doorway. Then he stops. Then there's a couple of knocks, and Jughead is there. She falls into his waiting arms. Now, to get back to this Jughead thing, again, I fully admit that it's crazy, but just timeline wise, 
very specifically, the thing that he read to Betty said after she is prom, uh, after she is announced prom queen, she would subjugate herself to the Gargoyle King. Mm-hmm. Jughead, she is crowned prom queen. Betty is out in the hallway, goes into the bathroom, and then she sees the Gargoyle King after Jughead asked everybody, hey, did you see where Betty went? So potentially, if he is the Gargoyle King... Not enough time. No, there would be enough time because she was in the bathroom to get into that costume. Then she comes out, gets tackled, chased around by the Black Hood. The Black Hood, bang, 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 moves away, and then Jughead is right there waiting for her, and she falls into his arms, essentially subjugating herself. Mm. So... Again, I realize this is crazy. I don't think that it, there's any way it could be Jughead, but all of this stuff felt very weird to me. So if you're saying Jughead's a gargoyle king, yes, then Bughead is definitely going to break up. Yeah! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, right, first off, Barchi rising. But first off, the last time we had the It's the Gargoyle King, and then it was F.P. Jones yeah. on the ladder, and that never panned out. The F.P. is or not did the good or is FP the Gargoyle oh. King back in the day and Jughead is the Gargoyle King now? Wow, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I do think there has to be some legacy element to the Gargoyle King. Yeah. Um, because I actually think that Betty going into the same closet where Featherhead was found is going to be something they will follow up on. I feel like there's a clue there that yeah. she will find and that will track back to uh, unraveling this mystery in the final couple episodes we have here. Also, how many murders in this school before they start putting cameras up and like, you know, like stepping up the goddamn... That's good yeah. logistical point. Now, uh, Can I throw also, out a couple of other things at you that potentially support this Jughead theory? Yeah. Well... Before you get to that, it was driving me crazy that she wasn't trying to text Jughead or anything. Like, the fact that she called 911 and not Jughead, who was in the school with her, like, I, I, I was insane. 911 is less numbers. Right, but also, like, 911 is going to take longer than the dude who's in the school where you currently are. 911 uh, is also a service of police officers, and Jughead is just a boy. <laughs> right, <laughs> but she a, needed... He's just she a boy just needed, so. <laughs> No, I, I don't blame her for doing this. Hey, guys, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're ever in an emergency situation, don't call your boyfriend or girlfriend. If he's in the other room, call, call whoever's closest to help. I guess. Except she knew he was in the auditorium and locked in there. Plus, you don't bring your she cell phone to prom. You don't bring your cell phone to prom. Yeah, you leave it outside, so no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, right, get to your fucking uh, So I mean there's a couple of things about the Jughead thing uh, First of all We've been talking a lot about who has the narrative Prowess to actually come up with all these crazy Things nobody really fits that Except for Jughead like uh, even If he's writing this crazy novel we all agree it's a crazy Novel there's nobody else on the show Who's like I like to create stories He's also ran the Gargoyle Griffins and Gargoyles games a bunch of times There's also the weird thing earlier In the season where he was approached by The Gargoyle King yeah and we never followed up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's what I was just thinking of. Now, here's a way to play that out where we don't have to have Jughead be gone from the show. Yeah. Uh, that FP has been the Gargoyle King uh, this whole time, and Jughead has been playing both sides, knowing that he's the Gargoyle King and trying to protect his friends from being Ooh. murdered by them. So okay. he, is, he is technically the serving the Gargoyle King, but he's doing it in a way so that he can protect his friends. So, like, as a double agent. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But also, he's trying to protect his father as well, who's 
guess it would be bullshit if Jughead was the goddamn Gargoyle. It could also be going back to the whole Fight Club of it all that we've talked about a bunch of times. Uh, A couple of people have pointed out they went to that swimming hole at the beginning of the season, and it seems like there may have been some sort of sign about like tainted water. So potentially, if there was drug runoff going into that water, and they essentially had a psychotic break at some point, maybe that played into the Gargoyle King thing as well. I don't know. Interesting. I, I but I think then and every all of the kids would will have had to have had a psychotic break. And obviously sure, yeah. Archie Betty is a boxer. She, that woman's a rock. Except no. for her forgetting significant moments from their childhood several times this season. And also she's had a number of seizures. Right. <laughs> and she burned down several houses. No, that's normal. Oh, okay. Huh. How do you guys deal with stress? <laughs> Same exact way. All right, cool. All right, just to finish up this episode, so uh, that kind of wrecks the prom a little bit. Uh, another logical leap, Betty and Jughead and FP immediately make afterwards. They decide, oh, man, after what's happened, I guess we have two unrelated serial killers in town. Now Hal Cooper, that was, first of all, definitely Hal Cooper, even though he was trying to kill Betty, which is something he's never tried to do before. And wouldn't do. And wouldn't do. That's definitely Hal Cooper. He's definitely back, has a hook hand now. Also, he's not working with the Gargoyle King, so we have these two things we need to deal with. What a tough thing to do. Uh, and uh, then what at the end... Then they the go episode, to the farm um, to accuse... Well, uh, I, I would like to point out there was a real fun moment that, like, after that insane thing with Betty running for her life and all the dead bodies, like, the next morning, it was like Archie talking to his mom, like, man, I can't believe all that happened while we were at the dance. Yeah, yes. it was just a funny kind of like. Yeah, and uh, just to mention that uh, Mary says she's going to be staying in town for a while, mm-hmm. and also that she approves of Archie's boxing if that's the thing she want he wants to do. And I guess if you want to fight, you know, maybe that's not the worst. Yeah, thing because you're all in these a murder town. Yeah, <laughs> murder <laughs> yeah. town. Maybe learning to fight will help you in this murder. But town. he's ending on the spectrum of murder when he should be going toward kisses, Ooh. as I always say. Uh, and then we end on with Betty going to the farm, and they're like, Betty's mom is like, stay here, and she does. Yeah, Edgar convinces her, in fact. Yeah. And well, she I says, think yes. that's part of her plan. I think, think that's so? why she ran in there. To, she's joining the farm. No, she's going to stay at the farm uh, and take it down from within. So what if think- the, why, is, why is the farm, you don't know if the farm is bad or not. Oh, fuck you. The b- farm is bad. Don't give me this bullshit where you guys sit around and say, so bad. let me throw out a theory to you that also I don't think is true. If if this is Betty Cooper's uber plan to take down the farm and get inside the farm and make yeah. them trust her, uh, do you think she is working with Hal to do that attack? That, like, they were oh. trying to take care of the Gargoyle King, but she had prearranged with Hal. She was like, okay, attack me. That's going to get the farm to trust me. That's going to put me in a situation where they will accept me, but I won't have to literally drink their farm Kool-Aid. That would be crazy, and I don't know why that would happen. Right. I don't know either. But it's, uh, I guess, anything is possible. I'm, from yeah. this episode, it really feels like the Gargoyle King and the Black Hood are working together. Yes, <laughs> definitely that. Yes. It definitely seems like they're all working together, and if it turns out to be three unrelated plots, that's going to be super weird. <laughs> that, would, that would be good. You're saying the farm also. Yes, the farm, the Gargoyle King. I do hope that it doesn't turn out Hiram is manipulating the whole thing. That would be a bummer. I don't think that. Yeah. Uh, I think the farm and the Gargoyle King are going to be separate. I don't really? Think, I do still think that, yes. Huh. Uh, because if if it's all the farm, then what are we doing? Then what's 
I just feel like there's not enough. To me, that's not enough narrative drive to to finish out the season. But they got to finish both of them, right? Yeah, do. maybe, or but also maybe not. But he takes them all down at once. Maybe. I think, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the farm is going to end up being uh, a mini boss or something that will then f- help them fight the Gargoyle King and they'll have a big grudge. Betty so the farm is good. Yes. You're back to that. I'm back no, to that. That's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, don't, I don't know if they're good. They're all the way the good, flying babies, but they're a asshole. faction. What about the, the flying babies? That's the least bad thing they've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I'm on board after our discussion here with Chick is the Black Hood. Oh my God! Oh, you think Chick is Black Hood, not the Gargoyle? Why is yes. he? Why does he have a hook for a hand? Because just for fun. I don't know. Have you ever been to a Halloween party store? You can totally get one of those hooks and you just hold it. Also, I don't think the actor has a hook for a hand. <laughs> Great point. All the actors, as far as we know, have hands. Right. <laughs> have we seen every actor on the show's hands? I don't think so. Pop Tate has his hands underneath the counter a whole lot. Oh. Fangs had his hands in gloves. Probably both hooks. Both hooks. <laughs> oh, <man>. Both <laughs> hooks. <laughs> um, so then who's the Gargoyle King? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this show is legitimately melting my brain at yeah. this point. I still hope it's Hermione. It's Hermione. Yeah. I still hope it is. Though yeah. I got to say. Even though she hasn't showed up the past couple of episodes. That's what yeah. I'm worried about. She's been a little quiet. I yeah. would want to yeah. see her. But let me throw this out. I feel like Gladys could be a Gargoyle King. <laughs> or Kelly Ripa. Sure. Not Kelly Ripa. I think it's going to be Dave, the guy who shows up in the last episode. Mm, and yeah. Nobody does. Blonde haired, blue eyes. I'm Dave. I'm the Gargoyle King. Bye. Good night. Guys? I was passing through town. Seems like you didn't have a Gargoyle King here. <laughs> Thought I could provide a little service. But that's me. Anyway, stick around because we're going to have a great prom next season. <laughs> <laughs> I this, promise you that. This, your prom is? Prom promise. Prom is. Prom. Uh, this episode only, who won the episode, Pete? Betty. All day. <laughs> they just say it like it was coming to you for the first time. Yeah. Right. I also, uh, for those of you not in the room, which is everybody except for us, I just want to mention that Pete kind of like put his hand on the wall <laughs> yeah. and looked behind his Real shoulder. Like, bad boy very over here. coquettishly. Real regimental over yeah, here. Nice he was pulling there. something out. Uh, any particular reason, Betty, this episode or just all day, every day? Well, I just think that Betty's doing a hell of a job with everything that is going on and, you know, holding the whole fucking town together. It's just resting on her shoulders. She is falling Nobody apart. Nobody in this town she's, is competent except for Betty. She's falling apart. Yeah, but she's still holding it together. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the exact opposite. opposite. What I'm but that, that's what's great about Betty. She can do both things at once. Uh, yeah. Uh, great. Honestly, I don't know. This is an episode where I feel like everyone is falling apart. Uh, Archie, Veronica, Betty, Jughead, like most of the parents. Like it wasn't, uh, it was a tough episode, I feel like, for everyone. Except for uh, Edgar Evernever. Okay. He had that nice lizard body. Lizard body. He got, he wins? I think he wins the episode. He got Betty to stay at the farm, he um, got Cheryl to not be prom queen. (laughs) It's all wins for him. This guy Cla- doesn't classic this, regular adult stuff to do. This guy doesn't lose, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, he runs he a fu- farm. He so finally it- feels like a Riverdale parent based on the fact that he's fucking with the stuff of the high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to choose Dr. Kirtle Jr. this episode. I just love him when he's on screen every single time. It wasn't he even on screen. He uh, was. He was for the second time. Yeah, oh, second time. Right. When he was, was examining Kurtz, and he's like, look at these tattoos. Yeah. I love it. I would watch an entire episode of him hosting a horror show or something like that. That would just be a lot of fun. 
If you would like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Find us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have in our live Follow show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Also at Riverdale After on Instagram. You can check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. Also, subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you after dark. Hey, Mr. LePage, what prom we going to tonight? <laughs>